Chapter Ten of the Elgar Girls at Rainbow Lake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake by laura lee hope adrift well captain betty what are your orders asked amy as the four girls and aunt kate stood grouped in the space aft of the trunk cabin betty being at the wheel while the gem moved slowly down the argono river just make yourself perfectly at home answered betty this trip is for fun and pleasure and as far as possible we are to do just as we please you don't mind do you aunt kate not in the least my dear as long as you don't sink and the chaperone smiled indulgently this boat won't sink declared betty with confidence it has watertight compartments uncle amos had them built purposely it certainly is a beautiful boat beautiful murmured molly looking about as she pulled and straightened her middy blouse and it was so good of you bet to ask us on this cruise why that's what a boat is for for one's friends we are all shipmates now strike up a song here comes a sailor chanted grace rather indistinctly for she was as usual eating a chocolate the girls standing there on the little depressed deck their hair tastefully arranged topped by natty little caps with their sailor suits of blue and white presented a picture that more than one turned to look at the gem was near the shore along which ran a main traveled highway and there seemed to be plenty of traffic this morning also a number of boats were going up or downstream some large some small and often the occupants turned to take a second look at the outdoor girls certainly they had every appearance of living the life of the open for they had been well tanned by the long walk they took and that berry brown was being added to now by the summer sun reflecting from the river is this as fast as you can go asked molly as she looked over the side and noted that they were not much exceeding the current of the river indeed no look cried betty as she released the throttle control that connected the gasoline supply with the motor at once as when the accelerator pedal of an auto is pressed 
the engine hummed and throbbed and a mass of foam appeared at the stern to show the presence of the whirling propeller that's fine cried grace as betty slowed down once more i thought we'd take it easy the little captain went on as we don't want to finish our cruise in one day or even two if i drove the gem to the limit we'd be in rainbow lake and out of it in too short a time so i plan to go down the river slowly stop at noon and go ashore for our lunch go on slowly again and tie up for the night then we're going to sleep aboard asked grace of course what would be the fun of having bunks if we didn't use them of course we'll sleep here and stand watches and all that sort of thing the way your uncle told of it being done aboard ships molly wanted to know there'll be no need of that declared betty but we can leave a light burning to scare away sharks asked amy with a laugh no but if we didn't someone passing might think the boat deserted and come aboard to take things i hope they don't take us cried molly i'm going to hide my new bracelet and she looked at the sparkling trinket on her wrist amy want to steer asked grace after a while and the girl of mystery agreed eagerly but she nearly came to grief within a few minutes a canoeist rather rashly crossed the bows of the gem at no great distance port port cried betty suddenly seeing the danger which is port right or left i've forgotten wailed amy helplessly to the left to the left answered betty springing forward she was not in time to prevent amy from turning the wheel to the left which had the effect of swinging the boat to the right and almost directly toward the canoeist who shouted in alarm but by this time betty had reached the wheel and twirled it rapidly she was only just in time and the gem fairly crazed the canoe the wash from the propeller rocking it dangerously we beg your pardon called betty to the young man in the frail craft that's all right he said pleasantly it was my own fault thank you spoke amy gratefully here bet i don't want to steer any more no keep the wheel you may as well learn and i'll stand by you no telling when you may have to steer all alone they stopped for lunch in a pretty little grove and sat and talked for an hour afterward molly hunted up a telephone 
and got into communication with her house she came back looking rather sober the specialist says dodo will have to undergo an operation she reported grace gasped and the others looked worried it isn't serious continued molly and he says she surely will be better after it but of course mamma feels dreadful about it i should think so observed betty they never found out who those main autoists were did they no answered grace and we've never gotten a trace of prince or the missing papers papa is much worried well let's talk about something more pleasant suggested betty shall we start off again might as well agreed grace and it isn't far to that funny mr lagg's store let's stop and get some candy and poetry sniped amy with a laugh i was going to say hairpins as i need them spoke grace with a dignity that soon vanished but since you suggested chocolates i'll get them as well they found mr lagg smiling as usual this fine and beautiful sunny day what will you have oats or hay thus he greeted the girls who laughingly declined anything in the line of fodder unless you could put some out as a bait for our horse prince spoke grace it's the queerest thing where he can have gone it is strange admitted the genial storekeeper who had heard the story from will but if i hear of him i'll let you know and now what can i do for you i've razors soap and perfume rare to scent the balmy summer air he bowed to the girls in turn how about chewing gum asked betty oh would you asked grace in rather horrified tones certainly aboard the boat where no one will see us gum gum chewing gum one and two is a small sum mr lagg thus quoted as he opened the showcase the girls made several purchases and were treated to more of the storekeeper's amusing couplets then they started off again having inquired for a good place at which to tie up for the night dunkirk on the western shore was recommended by mr lagg in a little rhyme and then he waved to them from the end of his dock as the gem was once more under way look out for that big steamer cautioned betty a little later to grace who was steering why i'm far enough off answered grace you never can tell responded the little captain for there is often a strong attraction between vessels on a body of water give it a wide berth as uncle amos would say 
that betty's advice was needed was made manifest a moment later for the large steamer whistled sharply which was an intimation to the smaller craft to veer off and grace shifted the wheel they reached dunkirk without further incident except that about a mile from it the motor developed some trouble in vain betty and the others poked about in the forward compartment trying to locate it and they might not have succeeded had not a man passing in a little one-cylindered boat kindly stopped and discovered that one of the spark plug wires was loose it was soon adjusted and the gem proceeded i'll always be on the lookout for that first when there is any trouble after this said betty as she thanked the stranger oh that isn't the only kind of trouble that can develop in a motor he assured her but betty well knew this herself they had passed elm island soon after leaving mr lagg's store but saw no sign of life on it they intended to come back later on in their cruise and camp there if they decided to carry out their original plans of living in a tent or bungalow that is if the ghost doesn't make it too unpleasant remarked betty they ate supper aboard the boat cooking on the little galley stove then the work of getting ready for the night washing the dishes preparing the bunks and so on was divided among the five though aunt kate wanted the girls to go ashore and let her attend to everything we'll take a little walk ashore after we have everything ready suggested betty the stroll along the river bank in the cool of the evening while the colors of the glorious sunset were still in the sky was most enjoyable gracious a mosquito bit me exclaimed grace as she rubbed the back of her slim white hand that isn't a capital crime laughed molly no but if there are mosquitoes here they will make life miserable for us tonight grace went on i have centronella and there are mosquito nettings over the bunks said betty don't worry they went back to the boat and the lanterns were lighted oh doesn't it look too nice to sleep in exclaimed amy as they gazed into the little cabin with its tastefully arranged berths i'm tired enough to sleep on almost anything yawned molly let's see who'll be the first to not snore i hope exclaimed betty don't suggest such a thing came from amy we are none of us addicted to the luxury but after all tired as they were no one felt like going to sleep once they were prepared for it 
they talked over the events of the day got to laughing and from laughing to almost hysterical giggling but finally nature asserted herself and all was quiet aboard the gem which had been moored to a private dock just above the town it was betty rather a light sleeper who awoke first and she could not account at once for the peculiar motion it was as though she was swinging in a hammock she sat up and peered about the dimly lighted cabin then the remembrance of where she was came to her but but she exclaimed we're adrift we're floating down the river she sprang from her berth and awakened grace by shaking her End of chapter 10